This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome back to Buckets. 17 games left. Exactly. Let's discuss it with Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. It's been a month, Amir. A lot has happened. One month since we last spoke, Kyrie was traded then. To the yeah, it was a Sunday. To the Mavericks. It was a Sunday before the trade deadline. <laughs> it feels like it takes um, like a miracle for you and I to record an episode of Buckets, and it was like Sunday at eleven a.m. <laughs> and Kyrie got traded, and we said, "Yeah, this seems like the appropriate time, Sunday at eleven, to record a podcast." Yeah, it's so much has happened <laughs> since in the NBA. Like something happened, you're like, "This is the biggest deal in the world," and then I'm like, four weeks later, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I guess that did happen. Whatever." Anyway, on to the next thing. Me, yes, and I'll start with. <laughs> Your relationship with Russell Westbrook. Like somehow that didn't warrant a new episode of Buckets. He got traded. The bane of your existence. Mm-hmm. The Desmond Bane of your existence. Nice. <laughs> and um, here we are. Let's, t- let's talk about it. Okay, yeah. A um, lot of trade deadline shenanigans. Our teams have taken drastic shifts, mo- mm-hmm. seismic shifts since we spoke last. Mm-hmm. Have the Knicks lost since we talked last? Is there the a Knicks chance they haven't no. lost? The Knicks are 9 or no. They have Josh Hart, and they are the most exciting team in basketball. Nine and zero. You're just saying, yeah. just the new season started, and the Knicks are nine and zero. Yeah, that was beat the there Celtics was twice. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is the pre-Josh Hart era and the post-Josh Hart era. Got it. But yeah, I, we look like a, literally a new team, and it's not just Josh Hart. It's not just Josh Hart. A top three. You look like it's like Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, New York are the big yes. four. <laughs> yeah, and we beat Philadelphia, and we beat the Celtics twice in our last four. So right. it's bananas, <laughs> and nothing really happened. It's just like they just started playing better. Like, what was the? It couldn't have just been Josh Hart, could it? It kind of no. Of course, it wasn't just him. I I can't even explain it at this point. Like, we just play with this like renewed attitude where everyone just crashes, and we play fast, and we just play. We score a hundred and thirty a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Tibbs team. I can't explain it. Yeah. So I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> have you seen all nine games? Seen all nine games. It's now must watch TV. Now it's you go to the bodega and you talk to the guy about basketball and he's like, who do you root for? And you say the Knicks and he's like, hey, good team. Wow. And this is a Los Angeles bodega. It's like, this is national bodega news. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows the Knicks are a, a must watch. I didn't even know there was an LA bodega. Oh yeah, come to my hood. Really? <laughs> I'll take you on a quick bodega tour. It's great. LA Everyone's Degas. great. I can, you, I can only imagine what's going on in the New York bodegas. Oh my God, I can only imagine. Yeah, but Eddie, my local bodega guy, he is a diehard Lakers fan and he finds himself rooting for the Knicks these days. Unbelievable. Yeah, traitor. He went from Eddie Jones to Eddie Curry in just one one nine-game win streak. But amongst the conversations about the Knicks that I have with Eddie, we also talk about the Lakers. And Eddie loves a player who you got um, in a trade with Minnesota, you know, who is that player? And Jared it's not Vanderbilt. D'Lo. Yeah. It's Jared Vanderbilt. Everybody loves Jared Vanderbilt. He's the, he's the hometown hero at this point. We all love He's Jared your Vanderbilt. Josh Hart. Yeah. He's your Josh Hart. Yeah. Minus the Can do no wrong. Team. Yes. Crashes the board. Everyone just loves a guy that crashes the boards. Thank you. I feel like I've been saying that to my teammates my whole life and no one listens. Just like, crash the boards. Yeah, like there's always one guy. It's like the same guy that does the goaltending at, when there's a foul and then a guy takes a practice shot. There's mm-hmm. got to be someone in charge of goaltending so that mm-hmm. the defender doesn't see the ball go in for whatever mm-hmm. reason. That was Kevin Garnett's thing. And I was and always, it, sorry, you finish your thought. And it's the same guy that crashes the boards. 
That's right. And I always thought like it's a hundred percent success rate with you and your fans. Where as long as you like hustle and like show heart that you will always be received well. Yeah. But Russell Westbrook really was the outlier to that. No one <laughs> tried harder than him. And you guys hated him for it. Yeah. I wonder what the <laughs> Slow difference Slow down, is. you'd yeah. say. <laughs> I guess the difference is like he would get the crazy rebounds, but then instead of passing it up, he would sprint to the other side and miss a layup or something. Yes. Like that. He would also like Forrest Gump and just like keep running out of the stadium. It was like, sir, <laughs> sir, come back here. Couldn't contain the energy. But Jared Vanderbilt is a good example of someone who's like crashes the boards, right back, crashes the board, outlet pass. Those are the types of people we love. It's stunning that D'Lo has played like probably 30 minutes for the Lakers since coming here. I was at the game where he sprained his ankle and <gasps> yeah, that's right. there's the no real game. sign. Yeah, there's no real sign of him coming back anytime soon or maybe there is. He tweaked it. It was day to day. And that was a week and a half ago, and he's questionable. So it's like, I did you tweak you. it, or was it a high ankle sprain that'll keep you out for two to three weeks? Because LeBron the Lakers, heard something pop. Yes, and exactly. To play, and, but the Lakers <laughs> always have these phantom foot injuries. It started with that AD foot injury that like took him out for I don't know two months, yeah. where they were just like, it's a foot thing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, gonna need more intel than that. Like that's not well, enough. It's a phantom injury because the Lakers don't really get into the nitty gritty. Like, is mm-hmm. it? Is there? Is that part of the? collective bargaining agreement like the warriors are like steph curry tore this muscle and strained mm-hmm. this part of his bone and we're gonna do this that and the other and the lakers are like foot soreness it's like right. do the lakers not know or are they just not saying anything are they keeping it cagey for one reason or another do they have to disclose this information i don't very know very bill belichick energy right there bill yeah. belichick just makes everyone questionable we're all and the other team's like but we said probable <laughs> and we said doubtful like you can't just say questionable it's like they're questionable next question <laughs> his foot hurts but i, I know, i'm hoping delo is coming back i feel like he's a very important cog when lebron is sitting like he's our secondary ball handler scorer playmaker Mm -hmm. and he hasn't played for five games it is funny i feel like the beginning of last season i even threw out there and it sounded bad coming out of my mouth but like is the team better without lebron and you're just seeing everyone get to like show who they really are as nba basketball players without him you know everyone can now operate at like the their max power because they have the room for it and they're six and three in their last nine I mean, it's like, it's actually pretty fun basketball to watch. Yeah. You went to the game against the Warriors, who they've now beat three times in the last two and a half weeks or something. Yes. And the Warriors didn't look great, but Curry wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was the game before the game that they just beat the Warriors with Curry. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the Lakers are kind of the opposite. They got like this breath of fresh air. They lost Russ and they gained like three to four pretty solid players. And we had to incorporate them quickly, but it's, it's worked so far. Yeah, I mean, they're professional basketball players with room to play. Like Beasley. Like Beasley just dropped 20 in his first game. and was like, oh, jump shots. A shooter. Jump shots in a Lakers jersey. This is kind of cool. I can get used to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crashing the boards, a, a D'Angelo Russell or two, and then LeBron heard something pop and everything went sideways again. And that was that. <laughs> but we've had a great run. Even, even with LeBron hurt, I think mm-hmm. they're like hovering around 500, which was unimaginable earlier this year, last year. And we're talking about a lot of the pieces that came in. The main piece that went out was one Russell Westbrook. He was traded to Utah and then signed by the Clippers. And in a shocking, shocking move, Ty Lue was like, the ball is in Russ's hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, I have not been paying attention to the news for the past year and a half. Yeah. That's, He's our starting point guard. That's right. That was, I texted a few Laker fan friends. I'm like, seeing Russell well, uh, Westbrook on the Clippers was almost <laughs> worth having him on the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Like when you have such a 
<laughs> I don't want to like rail into him because he is a very good guy and he does try hard, but he is a toxic basketball player on the court. He's not Tough, a, he's not a winning basketball player anymore. Tough. So when I saw it for a hundred games in a row on my team, at the very least he was wildly inconsistent. He would have games where he was just three for sixteen mm-hmm. with seven turnovers and two assists, and he would submarine mm-hmm. the Lakers' mm-hmm. chances of winning that specific game. So to see him go to then what Laker fans consider their least favorite team. And yes. have him do the same thing over there. Now as a starter. Now yes. as a starter. <laughs> it was unfathomable, unimaginable. I'm like, the Clippers don't do these kinds of Lakersian right. mistakes. Right. We're slow and steady. We sign Luke Kennard and make winning moves on right. the margins and Reggie Jackson. And wow, they're so smart. Where do they get these guys? They traded Luke Kennard. They traded Reggie Jackson. They traded John Wall. They got rid of all these players. And they brought in Russell Westbrook to start and finish games. That's a miss. And there won That's a miss. five since that happened. That's a miss. <laughs> like Luke Kennard is a bigger asset ultimately in the playoffs yes. probably than Russell Westbrook. I mean, you and I have been talking about the Clippers just from a gambling standpoint recently. And like they are as frustrating a team as one can watch. And someone on Twitter said, is it, asked me, they said, is it Russell Westbrook's fault that they seemingly can't win since they picked him up? And my answer is no, it's Ty Lu. That team looks so bad on the basketball court most nights. It is like horrible to watch. I read a lot about the Clippers just because of schadenfreude and I take joy in their misery. And mm-hmm. according to Clippers fans that I see, their big beef is not specifically Russell Westbrook, but a, a Russell Westbrook, Marcus Morris starting and closing five mm. over a Terrence Mann and uh, Robert Covington. Yeah. Like there's an easy get these guys out and put these guys in. And what, for whatever reason, that's not happening. Yeah. It reminded me of when the Knicks traded for Carmelo Anthony. And granted, the names that I'll list now will, will be laughable, but like we were a winning team with Raymond Felton and with like Landry Fields and all of these guys. <laughs> Wilson Chandler, Gave- yeah. Yeah, exactly. We gave them all to, uh, and Danilo Gallinari, I believe, we gave them all to Denver. And we were up like, four, we were like 14 games over 500 for the first time in my lifetime. <laughs> I was like 25 at the time. I, we'd never been 14 games over 500 in my lifetime. Gave it up for Mello. And then we just like couldn't, the, like the wheels wouldn't turn anymore. Like for the first season, we were just like a broken, choppy team. And that's exactly, the Clippers were rolling. They were like four games and four wins in a row. Terrence Mann had like really found his place on this team. Yeah. And then they brought in your boy. And it's really difficult to watch. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers did the opposite. We started playing Austin Reeves more. And it's like, it's silly to think that this undrafted player from Oklahoma is like a better basketball player than Russell Westbrook because, you know, we all just have seen Russell Westbrook play Mm -hmm. for the last 15 years. But yeah, right now, you just need a player who's very smart, can make shots, can make layups, can make free Mm -hmm. throws, doesn't turn Mm -hmm. the ball over. Because you already have Kawhi and Paul George. You already have mm-hmm. LeBron and AD. You don't need mm-hmm. a third thing that's not as good as them. You need a the guy third that, thing, like, yeah. The third Jesus thing, the, the third superstar is the it seems like that is now fully untenable in today's <laughs> NBA. Like real true superstar. And I feel like the Suns are right on the edge of that, but they've nailed it with two superstars and then Aiton and Chris Paul, who yeah. are like pretty damn close to superstars, but they just don't have that kind of clout. They don't know? need the ball. Right. Russell Westbrook right. needs the ball. Who is your team to come out of the West right now? Like right now? Uh, probably Phoenix. I know. It's so messed up. <laughs> they cut the line. It's so messed up. And it, this isn't... Somehow when Durant went to the Warriors, it seemed like everyone agreed like that is like a cop-out. and like he, Yeah, exactly. What is that different? <laughs> 
about what's happening right now with the Suns. You see, when the Warriors lost to a team in the finals from Cleveland, Mm -hmm. Durant joined them, and it helped Mm -hmm. them. When Phoenix lost in the finals to a team from Milwaukee, Uh and Durant joined them, it's not cheating because he was traded there for two players. But he said, like before the season, like <laughs> I, if I'm not in Brooklyn, I'd love to, I'd want to play in Phoenix. But there was which a means more, like, yeah, there was more competitive advantages uh, because Phoenix had to lose two really solid players. Yeah, and the Warriors just straight up added Kevin Durant, which felt really lame. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's a good answer to the question. Now it's I like, will oh, say the Suns that... still have to play Josh Okoge, which is like, can you play Josh Okoge 35 minutes and win a championship? Let's yes. find out. Yes, you Let's definitely can next to Kevin Durant, <laughs> Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Chris Paul. Yes, you definitely can. You know who would be a great fifth starter for them? Hmm. Who? Jared Vanderbilt. Well. Josh Hart. <laughs> well, oh, <man. laughs> well, they're spoken for. Yes. They're spoken for. Josh Hart's vibes fit so well in New York. And I can't, I can't even say anything beyond that because I don't even know what I mean when yeah. I say that but like <laughs> it's true like he fits on the New York roster in a way where it's just it's just so wonderful he's also the Blazers gave him up for a player I thought the Knicks were just inches away from waving which Man. I always jokingly say in our group chat Man. Blazers need reddish they just need you, reddish you are such an irritant <laughs> And I could end the sentence there and we could move on, but I'm going to contextualize what I'm trying to say on our text thread amongst everyone in the over-under league, yeah. including Marty Michael, who That's is right. a diehard Trailblazers fan. Of course. When you remind everybody, whether it's either a great game by Hart or a bad game by Reddish, or even neither of them play, when you just pop in with <laughs> Blazers needed Reddish... Needed? They did not. I laugh they did not. every time. <laughs> every time I see that text come through. And I'm usually so irritated by your mids, hymns, whatevers. Yeah. This one's hitting hard right now. Because you're on the good end of it. Love the good end <laughs> of everything. Yeah. By the way, they traded Hart because he wasn't making threes, and he's now, what, 55% from three? Like, has he Dude. missed since he joined the Knicks? I like I don't even I couldn't even tell you what he's done for us on offense. He has had some clutch threes. It's like the inbounds passes with four seconds left and the other team has the ball and he just like is so like on the ball or chases you into the backcourt. He just like doesn't take a playoff on yeah. defense. And that's the best. Yeah. Especially off the bench and or just yeah. being the fifth guy is like extra possession or huge block or defending Jalen Brown. Like mm-hmm. that human again, they turned Cam Reddish into him. Cam Reddish he- could not sniff the court. I don't know what the Blazers really wanted with Cam Reddish, but that's not my question to answer. <laughs> not my question to the answer. The Blazers, who, by the way, needed a better defense and traded mm-hmm. for Thibel to get better defensively. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't want Josh Hart anymore. I guess they wanted Cam Reddish. They needed. They needed Cam Reddish. They needed Cam Reddish. They needed Cam Reddish. the Blazers needed, they needed Cam Reddish. Cam- I invite all of the listeners to tweet that out after Cam Reddish bad games as well. That could be a collective game we all play together. Was he not available? Would, they, would the Knicks not have just let him go, Derrick Rose style? Like, who are? Oh, he was being on? bought out. He was not on this roster. After yeah. the, he was. He was. He he wasn't providing anything to the culture, to the basketball court. It was really just a we've got to move on. And the Knicks still have two players. Like they still have Rose and they still have Fournier. Not mm-hmm. playing those guys at all. No, not a minute. <laughs> oh, them lots they of money too. Owe them like $40 million this season. But you know what? We've won nine in a row. And honestly, and this is where 
I crossed the line, but there's very few teams. I think like the team that gives us the biggest problems in the East when, when the playoffs start is Miami, strangely enough. Yeah. Like when, if you play up, up tempo basketball against the Knicks, this is the first time I feel like I've ever seen this with the Knicks. Like we can beat most teams at up tempo basketball and like, just like baseline to baseline, but the heat play like slowly dribble up half court <laughs> basketball, get to the free throw line. Jimmy gets 20 free throws. It's just like, that's really difficult they for grind us to grind the beat. game down to a halt, which is like yeah. why people are not counting them out for the playoffs. Cause like, that is sort of what playoff basketball is. That's why they, 100%. they brought the Celtics to seven games. They were so like undermanned and they were just like literally one Jimmy Butler three away from stealing that series. They're really like, they just stay within their game and it's really, really frustrating. And I fear that the Cavs are going to do that too. The Cavs have the, like the slowest pace of play in the NBA, which is if you gamble, bet the under on Cavs games, (laughs) but they, they just like slowly dribble it up, even though it seems like they play fast and that can, that can just like kneecap the Knicks, but we'll see. I mean, the fact that I believe that we could beat Philly in seven, I believe that we could beat Boston in seven. Like I kind of believe that. Yeah, I mean, the big hurdle will be who they do get in the first round. Like, right. Are they kind of locked into the four-seed, five-seed matchup? In some Five-seed or four-seed is almost definitely inevitable, like unless we win our next 17. <laughs> right, they can't. Can they pass? Who's it, Cleveland ahead of them? Or who's I don't know third? exactly. Yeah, Cleveland's only Boston like a game and a half ahead of, that, uh, ahead of us right now, so that could easily flip. Um, but that's great for just the storyline of the NBA as well, just yeah. like Donovan Mitchell not coming to the Knicks, and now the Knicks proving that we actually had the better season. That would be a great series. And then all yeah. they would have to do is beat the uh, Bucks or Celtics in round two and then the Easy. other team in round three. Cakewalk. Yeah. But honestly, Cakewalk. if they win one round of the playoffs, like from where they were, they were like 10 and 13. Exponentially <laughs> like a winning season. Like we would be so proud of our New York Knicks this year. And we touched on the Celtics real quick. I, I reached out and put on Twitter, what should we talk about? And an overwhelming response was the Celtics collapse. Is it? A I don't collapse? know if I'd call it a collapse. <laughs> I wouldn't. The collapse is very. Uh, they're throwing that term around too loosely. But I, as their over under overholder, I'm mm-hmm. not. A, I'm not a fan of these close losses. I saw some tweet that said they were zero uh, seven in overtime against the Eastern Conference. Whoa, that's bad. Like versus the Cavs, they lost three games in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Knicks just beat them in double OT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a game the Knicks never win. Yes. I guess never the Celtics never win for whatever right. reason. That's, really that's actually the truth. Right. Over seven in overtime. Not a good sign <laughs> right. going into the postseason. I will say that the word collapse does apply to one recent game for the Celtics, and that's when they lost to the Brooklyn Nets after being up 15, 20 points or something like that. That I was they were up twenty eight. That's it. That seems like an impossibility <laughs> against the Brooklyn Nets. I believe they were up fifty one to twenty three. That's true. Twenty eight points. Yeah, it was the biggest comeback this year. Yeah, that's the worst. That's easily the worst loss of the year that I can can remember. Yeah, I yeah. People are not too hot on their coach right now. Mm-hmm. Missoula, tough gig, man. Tough gig. <laughs> Udoka just like gets fired by accident, or not by accident, but he gets fired. This guy shows up, then he gets a proper contract, right? Missoula, like halfway yeah. through, they're like, "You're the man. You're yeah. getting a contract." And they were and playing great. Na- yeah. <laughs> and then naturally, like the boomerang comes back, and it's like, "Oh no, we hate you now. Yeah, we've lost three in a row. You're you're bad." What about the vibe shift of the Nets? They were like a toxic asset in the the KD Kyrie universe, and then they traded for like the two most likable stars, and now it's like this team is not as good, but it's pretty awesome to root for. Like everybody's loving them. I was just actually having this conversation with a Nets fan, 
and I asked them, would you rather be a bad team that's easy to root for or a great team or a, a, an above average team that is really frustrating, like on Twitter every day? And he said he would rather have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and win and hate them. Oh, than, interesting. Than this I thought he'd say well, the opposite. Yeah, but would you? I, I genuinely, I, I wonder about, about the Lakers. Because I feel like the Nets are allowed to have that kind of like, you're the kid brother in New York. But yeah. like the Lakers have like something to, they stand for. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess it depends on like, would they win the championship? I guess if they were going to win the championship, but it doesn't, mm. it didn't seem like they were a championship contender anyway. It was like, would they be a slightly better team with KD and Kyrie or mm-hmm. a young, exciting, uh, good group of wings that wouldn't necessarily win a playoff round. It seems like young and exciting is better. It does feel like the, that was their window to get superstars. These past five years, yeah, and like, they got and, it, and it went, they got them, <laughs> and they left. Yeah. Like they went in they one door and, and they all out. left. They had fast. Three. They had a big. Harden three. was Harden was there for a practice. <laughs> they made, they almost beat the Bucks the year the Bucks won the championship, and now it's just Ben Simmons and Co. And Ben, ben Simmons ben? was shut down. Yeah. So, what do we do with Ben Simmons? <laughs> I guess send him to Orlando, where uh, every distress asset gets rehabbed in obscurity and you know Put Markel Fultz machine yeah he's playing Just... great send him down there Orlando Houston San Antonio something like that oh man he is the he is now officially the most confusing basketball player in the NBA right there there no one I don't think I no one I can remember has had such a fall from grace that yeah. this guy has yeah, it was like um, a two or three time all-star by the time he was 23 or 24 years old Truly doesn't want to shoot. I mean, we don't have to spend too much time on him, but like he really just doesn't want to. And that's just what it is. Yeah. Is he so afraid to miss or it's like beyond that? Mm. I think he's too afraid to miss. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think there's something very psychologically uh, fragile about it, what's going on in his head right now. You know, he's not afraid to shoot despite low percentages. Who's that? Russell Westbrook. Clipper great. Send it. Let it fly. You know what's one bet we've never mentioned, Amir? Yeah. Um, like in a futures bet that is starting to, like we watched the game last night and it's like, when do we consider it? The Kings going to the finals. Like the Kings winning the West. is yeah. that That's in play, right? Uh, they're definitely a very, very good regular season team. And their Scoring. over is probably the best over under pick. Yes. And it was, I think Zeus's first pick. It was. Yep. And they started the season slow, but I mean, their defense is not great, but they will score 135 on you most yes. nights. Yeah, I think it, it, uh, as far as playoff is concerned, mm. I think the teams in the lower, like the teams four through eight, are kind of jockeying to try to play them in the first round. I think yeah. they don't respect their postseason acumen. They're, they, yeah. they strike me as a happy-to-be-there team. That's fair. That's fair. People were, it seemed like, People were killing the Kings last year when they traded Halliburton for Sabonis. That's honestly one of the most win-win trades I can remember in a very long time. They both became all-stars. They both became <laughs> like Halliburton is insane now. He's the now man. he's yeah now he's like ten assists no turnovers, fifteen yeah. assists no turnovers, like thirty-eight points a game, game winners against Chicago. Like he is just like a delight to watch. He took Pat Beverly's soul. Like, did Dude. you did you see the storyline there? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so happy that's how it ended. The good guy won in so that t- matchup. Tyrese Halliburton, like a year ago, was like, Pat Beverly once talked shit to me when I was a rookie, and I never understood why. Like, he wasn't even guarding me, and Pat was like, you're lucky I wasn't guarding you. And Tyrese Halliburton was like, all right, so fucking guard me. And then Pat Beverly, when he was on the Lakers, talked shit after the Lakers beat the Pacers. Like, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton was talking shit about me, so I mm-hmm. had to, like, lock him up shut mm-hmm. him up i didn't appreciate what he said 
sure. Terry Salvers like, all right, I barely offended you, but sure, get offended. Right. And then Pat Bev goes to the Bulls, and Halliburton hits a 32-footer yes. in his eye. Yes. He, he asks for a switch. He's like, get me Pat Bev, and I will yes. score on his head. A game-winner yes. in Chicago. And now what? It. Now what, old man? Now what, That's old like man? Pat biggest... Bev went to the, the Donald Trump school of just, like, stay relevant. <laughs> just like, like, just like, as long as you keep talking, they'll keep talking about you. Yeah. But, like, real ones are going to show up. And Tyrese Halliburton is a real one. And he cooked him in that game. Like, <laughs> I, I have the Bulls look. over, and I was rooting for Indi- Indiana that game. <laughs> I went to look. I'm like, what is, did people ask Pat Bev about this after the game? Like, I, how, did, how did he take such a... An unmitigated L. Like, there was no two ways about it. He made the winning shot on you. You guarded him and you failed. That's right. (laughs) What do you have to say for yourself? And Pat Bev's like, it was a good shot. I'm sad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know and I know there's nothing I can really say right now. I lost. And because I didn't guard him well enough. Yes. That was a win for the culture. That was a big win for the culture. We're shitting on Pat Bev, but I will say that his addition to the Bulls has had some accidental positive. Like, the Bulls are like three and two over their last five, which seems like that's already like instantly better than it once was. That's where Russell Westbrook should have ended up. Like a team that was like just floundering uh, and needed like any adrenaline Mm. real or fake added to Mm -hmm. their team. Like just like, give me a spark off the bench. Like just the fact that like the Clippers had championship aspirations. Yeah. We're already playing well. Yeah. And then we're like, have plenty of superstars. (laughs) Plenty. Too many, really. Really? They had too many players. Utah, the Utah Jazz were like, mm. we don't want you. Then yeah. he was available for everybody. For yeah, for everybody. Anyone. Anyone could have anybody him. Want, and Clippers were like, oh, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, we'll start him. Close him. Right. He'll play 35 minutes a game and be our starting point guard. It's like, Is that Paul George? Is that Paul George just LeBron 2.0 where he's like, that's my boy. That's an all-star. That's a superstar. I can make it work with him. Yeah, I think he was the biggest, most like he literally like before they signed him, like I hope we get Russell Westbrook, yeah, a point guard. Like he was yeah. outwardly rooting, but then everyone's like, you know, the Clippers are too smart for that. Maybe they're just meeting with him to placate Russ. Okay, Russ mm-hmm. is probably going to sign with the Clippers. See, they just wanted to like meet with him just to like placate Paul George. All right, now there's mm-hmm. they're, they they signed him, but like it's just to placate Paul George. Like he'll just they won't play him that much. I mean, he mm-hmm. might start, but he won't. All right, so he's playing 38 minutes a game, but it's just to play. Like at one point, at one point, are you just like placating Paul? George to the detriment of the entire organization yes that's the question it's happening we're we're watching it we're watching it in real time exactly (laughs) but it's hard because he does sometimes you know like late in games the offense is stagnant he gets the ball (laughs) makes a lefty layup and screams to the crowd and everyone's into it but then he also like tries to force in like a like a cool backdoor bounce pass in between two guys that is so easily stolen, right? And it's like such a costly turnover. And you're just like, oh Russ, oh God, Russ. It's also like, like they have Paul George and like Kawhi. Like if those are your two guys when there's two minutes left, like you, you don't need more guys. Al- that's always the best option is to just you give don't them need the more ball. guys. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need you need a Terrence Mann as a matter of fact who's like. Light years younger than them, looks up to them, knows to just give them the ball, knows this is not my place. I have two championship-level players on my team. Mm-hmm. But now nah, Russ is like, I am 2014 Russell Westbrook. We got the big three. I'm about to. Sometimes yeah. Kawhi will go for it. Sometimes I'll go for it. Win or lose, at least we're here to have fun. Kawhi has never shown emotions, so this is already bold of me to say, but he looks a little sad out there. <laughs> <laughs> that may just be his resting sad face, but he he looks a little 
sad. I was I was really hoping the Grizzlies would beat them. Mm. Like that would be every loss is the worst loss of the season for them. Mm-hmm. But that would have been the the extra extra worst loss of the season. The no Ja Morant, yeah. no Dylan Brooks, no Brandon Clark, <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies. That's, That's right. a tough team to lose to. Yeah, and I say that and no and no Stephen Adams. I say that right before the Lakers play them. So the Lakers. Might also lose to them tonight in L.A., but it would have been a really bad loss if, if Russ lost his sixth game with the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, when we were talking about bets for the night, you kept saying it's like, we have to ride this losing streak. Yeah, like, the Clippers are bad, and yeah. we know it. <laughs> like, let's not—this is, like, not heart versus brain right now. Like, this should only be brain. They are bad. Acknowledge they were, that. They were up 14 and then down 14 instantly. Yeah. And then they just, like, blew them out in the fourth quarter. But that was— yeah, but Memphis was up. Speaking of Memphis, let's get to the biggest story in the NBA. Mm, the jaw thing. The jaw thing. Is it a thing? Uh, yeah, it's a thing because he's not playing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think he plays after tonight? Uh, What's the over-under <laughs> on games missed? He's already missed one. The, yeah, he's missed one. He's definitely missing tonight. And then I don't know if they're just like... The thing is, they don't need to win any of these games. They're sort of like locked into a pretty good playoff position. Mm. If they were mm-hmm. like a ninth seed right now, they might mm-hmm. rush him back and be like, yeah, he's apologetic and we're working on it and right. we're going to work on it while he plays. Like they right. can almost discipline him and have him lose a few more games and be ultimately fine as long as he's back for the playoffs. And lest we forget, the only team better than the Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant last year was the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant last year. Do you remember that fun fact? They're very good. Yeah, he like he was out for like 14 games and they went on like a 14-game winning streak. Yeah, and your boy T. Jones is like a, a perfectly fine backup. He's great. The problem is when he rests, now the backup to the backup is Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly you're like, give Santi Aldama yeah. the ball. And it's like, he's great, but like how much do you want to say that sentence? That's right. There's You can only be so deep as a basketball team. Right, right. Yeah, and they are in trouble. They're in big trouble. He has a like complex where he wants to be a gangster. He, <laughs> he definitely put himself on Instagram Live flashing a gun in a strip club. Yeah. And that's just like, <laughs> seems like, for who? Yeah. Who, who's, who, who, who's getting that message? Like, who are you sending that message to exactly? They, also, they played that night in Denver. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like an all-star weekend vibe. <laughs> it was like my homies and I are now in Colorado. Yes. And it's not like somebody saw John Morant with a gun. We think right. maybe not. It's like I'm holding the camera and now I'm yes. holding the gun. And Left hand camera, right hand gun. Titties galore. And now now there's just a handgun. Yeah. So you guys check it out, a handgun. Like, and it's like, hmm. That's not, that's not good for any player to do. Mm-mm. Especially one that with like MVP aspirations. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a first. And especially, you dropped a bomb from a link you found yesterday or two days ago, that what preceded that game, or what preceded that evening? Uh, A loss to Denver? No, no, no. A meeting led by Steven Adams. That's right. About accountability. A player's only uh, meeting about how to conduct yourself on the road. Like, that had to be inspired by previous instances (laughs) of John Arendt, correct? Yeah, I don't think that was the first time where he was hanging out at mm-hmm. a strip club. After yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, because all of these stories for the week leading up to it and like, sorry for rehashing news, everybody knows was 
he like punched a 17 year old on a basketball court. Like somebody like had a foot foot locker or a foot action, like gave his wife or his girlfriend a hard time. And he like brought her like a, like nine dudes down to like check him. It was like, there was like this weird bubbling of horrible PR coming up where it was like, yeah. whatever you do, just like, just don't flash a gun in a strip club. And it was like, got you. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> yeah, like we're trying to lay low. There was like a laser pointer incident too. Yeah, like a lot of lot of like little things, and then, I mean, it's it's it was the worst possible thing for him to do is the broadcast. Like, why he basically got himself in trouble. Yes, yes, and there's really no explaining it. Like the fight with Shannon Sharp, his dad. Like there was just such weird. This past couple of weeks have just been so immeasurably weird for this guy. Yeah, not ideal. Not His off-the-court video that was like the most popular one pre this gun and all this was when he was at that diner, and the waitress <laughs> was like, you like a ball player or something? And he's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I'm the guy you're thinking about. She goes, Jabba Baba? And he's like, John Morant. She goes, ooh! And she runs away. Have you seen this video? <laughs> yeah. Actually, he says like, his name is Black Jesus. Black Jesus. He was, un- <laughs> he was untouchably kind and sweet in that video. Yeah. Night and day. That's it. <laughs> so do they bring him back? Like, I, It just seems to me like one of those PR things where it's like, He's going to take some time away to reflect mm-hmm. and realize that he shouldn't have done it. And now he's mm-hmm. going to play again. And it, The question becomes, is it even his choice? Is it even the team's choice? Because like uh, the, the Denver police officers of it all, like gun on a team plane type thing. I don't know if that's actually going to come. That's going to like come to anything personally. Yeah. It just yeah. seems like more good headlines for a juicy time. But right. um, I would probably set the over under at like 10 games. That he just straight up misses and then comes misses. back. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you think like, he'll be what, back for the playoffs. Definitely for the playoffs. But like the rehab of it all and like going to whatever therapy of it all. And they're going to like probably change a lot of his travel like rules. Like right. I wonder if his dad is invited to all of these games. Like there's just like too much happening. I don't know. It just feels like there's just too many elements outside of basketball happening right yeah. now in his life. It is. It has been funny watching like X's and O's basketball podcasters have to like address this. It's just like, mm-hmm. what does Tim Bontemps think about like whether John <laughs> should have a gun? He's like, I don't know. He's just like a guy that like used to cover the Celtics. Like, why are we like looking towards him to like see what John Morant should or shouldn't be doing? Or like, you hear, Tim like, Bontemps, Tim be my moral compass. <laughs> yeah, I've Tim never McMahon's relied like, on you for this before. Tim Morant should not be drinking at games. Or like, whoa, heard uh, that? Yeah, heard <laughs> that. That I was well, like. I don't know about the drinking of it all. I don't. I just don't think he should be a celebrity in the way that he's being. Like that media is making him a celebrity. Right. But, but like, like the drinking, that's, like that's that a was like a of, sir. A lot of sir. dots to connect. Yeah, sir. <laughs> Zach Lowe didn't seem like he wanted to touch that point. Correct. He like yeah. literally said that too. It's just like I don't know if I'm gonna go that far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a little extreme. I think yeah. Team Morant could still have beer at a Grizzlies game as long as <laughs> beer John Morant is on his best behavior. I don't know if that's what's making John Morant hold a gun in an Instagram Live. T had a Coors Light two weeks ago, so now his son is packing. It's like, well, that's a long line to draw. <laughs> have you seen pictures of like John Morant in private school? Like the whole like eight mile yeah. like. I know yeah. who the real person, who this real guy is. He's not like Shannon Sharp is just walking away looking so good because he kept calling him a fake gangster, fake gangster. And everyone's like, I don't know, man. Like, he's like, he's a, he's a dude. And yeah. then suddenly, like, all the truth came out. You're like, oh, he knew what he was talking about this whole time. <laughs> well, that's what started this whole Grizzlies free fall was the uh, Lakers Grizzlies game. Yeah. Grizzlies were up. Shannon Sharp got into a fight with the team. They got in, uh, they lost that game and they sort of started a tailspin from there. I wonder what Stephen Adams' relationship is with John Morant. Because it sounds like, just through all third parties, that he's kind of his own lone wolf or he does his own thing. But Stephen Adams has this, like, really caring energy about him, ultimately. 
And yeah, I wonder if he's like frustrated or angry or sympathetic. He seems like a good guy. Right. So whatever Steve, Steven Adams thinks, that's what I think too. Yeah, exactly. That's the moral compass, I'm not Tim Bontemps. I don't need Bontemps' opinion. Yeah. Just, what does Steven Adams think in all of this? Remember the clip of him just like lifting up a Chicago Bulls player because they threw yes. him to John Moran? Yes, and that Chicago Bulls player like nodded in appreciation. He was just like, I trust if Steven Adams thinks I should be lifted up right now, yes, then he, I should be lifted up right now. Uh, okay, so final predictions. Knicks okay. over under one and a half playoff series one. Are you going over under? Fuck. I'm gonna go. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I think it's under. I think it's under. They'll either lose to the, the fact Cavs that I'm or thinking about team. it. Yeah. You think they'll the win? The fact one? that I'm thinking about it is amazing. They could beat the Cavs. Yes, they could beat the Cavs. The question is, can they maintain who they are right now? Because I don't know if this is just like they're all playing for one another in this really incredible way and the ball has just been going in. I mean, our swing defense, Manuel quickly dropped 38. Like, I just don't know if all of the, those things will happen again, but it seems pretty repeatable what we're doing right now. It seems pretty repeatable on back-to-backs, home and road. So, yeah, I think it's under, ultimately, but wouldn't be surprised if we just stunned people in the playoffs. I mean, a playoff series win, that hasn't happened in... 10 years i feel like the fans no. the fans are just gonna go absolutely they went nuts last year when they lost to atlanta in five like J- the crowd really 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 wanted any sign of life any oh no that was two years ago right yeah it was two years ago <laughs> last year was the bing bong video that's all we have and that, that was, was after a double ot game. win when we were O and O. there's fans are starving i mean if they win one playoff series it's gonna be like you're gonna have to like go to new york just to like feel the knicks energy that's it that's it (laughs) yeah i'm going to the knicks clippers on saturday i'm excited to see that that's right the knicks are coming to la to playing both of the teams Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's incredible the difference in ticket prices uh yeah like 125 gets you courtside (laughs) for the clippers and like 11,125 gets you courtside (laughs) for the lakers it's insane it's a different product you can't put a price on the different products steve Bomber gets it. I mean, that's why he built his own arena. It's coming. Um, uh, let me put. Let me give you a line. Okay. Um, point five. Mm. Uh, Lakers wins in the playoffs series. Uh, will they win? Will they win a series in the playoffs? Wow. Will they make the playoffs? That's the real question. I feel like. Mm. I mean, it all depends on LeBron. If he if he is just shut down for the season, I don't think so. If he is that a, is that in play? You think? Yeah, I mean, he heard something pop, and he can't walk, and now he's <laughs> waiting three weeks to be reevaluated, and it's March seventh. So it seems like it's in more play? than likely. Yeah, <laughs> he's drinking wine. Yeah, that much. Like he's definitely drinking wine. He's bumping into dudes on his scooters. He's yeah. putting up these Instagram posts that are like, "I drew a Bart Simpson today." <laughs> was that <laughs> recent? I thought the Bart Simpson thing was years ago. Oh, was it? I thought <laughs> that's he might have drawn oh, okay. another Bart. He might have drawn God. another Bart. He might have. All right, so we'll leave the door open that he drew another Bart. But he did something. Oh, he was talking, talking to us about his dream about MJ. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you're bored and like wine drunk right now. Just like tweeting these things out. What about, um? I, I just watched Bronny play defense and it's better than some of the cats on uh, League Pass. Yo. <laughs> That's Grant Williams, right? <laughs> He's talking about Grant Williams, right? <laughs> <laughs> was Grant Williams bad defensively? I know he missed two free throws at the buzzer, but was he? Bad I don't know. Defense? I'm. I just choose to believe that he was talking about Grant Williams because you don't say that corny ass sentence. Which I'm is... going to make them both. <laughs> wow, big timer! You're going to make two free throws, big guy. <laughs> like, and he didn't. What kind of, that's, is that a brag to you? 
<laughs> Do you think you're bragging when you say I'm going to make them both? <laughs> I think I would be good at um, saying stuff to the guy at the line. I mm. feel like that's a that would be one of my skill sets in the NBA. What would be your approach? I'd be like, don't blow this. I'd be like uh, talking to my guys. Be like, guys, let's get the rebound. He's gonna miss this. Like, try mm-hmm. to get in his head. Uh-huh. Trying to psych him out. A lot of sarcastic cheering when he misses the first one. Mm-hmm. I would even do like one of those fake box outs. Like right when he's yeah, going up Yeah, players. Been... <laughs> yeah, it's like well, a little trying to like. Horford ah, was doing ah. those in double overtime. <laughs> he was just like, like try to block it yeah. or something. I was like, what are you, what are you doing on the low block? It's a free throw, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's the first free throw. So you can't really get a rebound yet. But he's yeah. like, just trying he's to get like, in the. I'm helping. Side. Horford's yeah. like, I'm helping. I'm helping. But there's no greater feeling than trying to psych someone out, and then he misses both free throws. I mean, at that point, why even play overtime? No, I've won. We've won. We've won. <laughs> we'll go through the five-minute dog and pony show of actually beating you now, but sure, that was but we. We know. Yeah, you lose. You. Now. I'm not going to give you the answer. You answer it for me. What is the best, most iconic, successful trash talk before a free throw line? Oh, it's the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. Could that be real? Do you really think that Pippin came up with that in the moment? No, I would, I would think not. I would think that was an after the fact. Somebody was like, you know, I guess the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. He's like, that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to tell people I said. Because mm-hmm. I've never heard the, like, the audio captured. I've yeah, never heard yeah, the yeah. mic'd up where and he you can't actually really see his lips. A lot of times you could see the lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm going to make both. We could see. Mm-hmm. Both. Yeah, we saw that. <laughs> yeah. That was inarguable. Yeah. The mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays and then he misses a free throw or two. Mm-hmm. Didn't see the lips. No lips. No lips. No proof. I mean, great story. Great, great story. story. <laughs> great story. Uh, okay. So Knicks may or may not beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in mm-hmm. the first round. Mm-hmm. But we're not counting on it. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I like our chances, but we will see. I mean, we will we will see. I really I really don't know. One story we haven't touched on um, was the Booker and Luca moment. Oh yeah, it seems like their rivalry is kind of fake. Hmm, like they laugh the smiling. Dur- they smile a lot during it. I feel like Luca doesn't know how to be American. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just he's very like get in your face and smile and Booker is too. Like these are the two last people that would ever throw a punch, so I don't yes. feel like there's high stakes there. Like yes. they're they're nose to nose, but nothing will ever happen. And everyone right. knows nothing will ever happen. And it seems like Devin Booker isn't as um beloved amongst NBA players as I thought he was. Interesting. You don't think he's as respected as a killer? Well, no. I think that everyone knows he's awesome and arguably the best shooting guard in the league. I don't think anyone's disputing his like basketball skills. I just don't think people like him oh, in the way that I thought players liked him. Like liked his company, thought he was a cool guy, like didn't hate him. It seems like more players like actively just don't like him and he talks too much shit. That's why Kevin Durant is the perfect teammate for him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tend, to want, yeah. <laughs> Tend to agree. Tend to agree. You just want someone who plays basketball. I don't care about your personality, clearly. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to hoop. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter call that team like the God. I forget. It was like Masters of Mid Range lineup or something. Yeah, like I mean, Chris yeah, Paul, with CP. Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. Like they'll pump fake from three, and they're like the the three people who you just assume an eighteen footer is going yep. right in. Yep, yep, yep. And it's funny how like I like I don't have any feelings about Aiton, and so somehow that makes him the most likable on that team. Yeah. Like, uh, I personally am not a fan of Chris Paul as a man. Booker seems pretty unlikable. <laughs> I like Durant, but it seems like a lot of people 
don't. Um, and Aiton's the one who's just like, and me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, sure, yeah. Uh, it's, it's Aiton. We root for Aiton. Yeah. <laughs> well, now there's like the, who's their fifth starter going to be? It was like, Okogi wasn't playing well, so Ish Wainwright is now like their fifth guy. Right. Like, why did they get rid of Jay Crowder? Like, he was, he would have been a perfect Tory Craig. Like, these mm-hmm. are... Are, are these people capable of being the fifth best player? I guess so, if your top four is so good. And, like, the Okogi of it all is exactly what the Clippers needed. They did not need Russell Westbrook. They just yeah. needed some guy. They needed a Vanderbilt. And they didn't even need it anyway. Yeah. But, like, they didn't even need anyone. But they just, they could have, if they were going to trade, just trade for some guy like Okogi, where it's mm-hmm. like, we're never going to think about you. And if you score 13 in the game, that's such a win for us. Well, their Okogi was Plumley which they did a little bit mm-hmm. before the Westbrook. Their, their trade deadline wasn't a Russell Westbrook. That was a buyout thing. It was it's like, all after. Yeah, it was Reggie Jackson for Plumlee and Kennard for, I forget who else they got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of John Wall. But yeah, it's the it's adding Westbrook <laughs> to an already very kind of confusing situation that kind of submarined them. John Wall got traded back to Houston. You think he, <laughs> that you think is he ever went to criminal. Houston? That is criminal. <laughs> That is sick. That made me sick to my stomach. He was like doing interviews after he got traded to the Clippers where he was like, yo, Houston was like a terrible place. Like the organization was run terribly. They had no role for me. They didn't know what they were doing. I was like, oh my God, he's going back. That is like, you got, you came home from Vietnam and they're like, we actually need you to do like three more months. You're like, what? (laughs) What? Uh, Oh yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it was, um, they lost Reggie Jackson and John Wall, but they got Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. Solid. That's like a solid mm-hmm. player. Bones Highland. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. And Mason mm-hmm. Plumley. Like mm-hmm. decent trade deadline. And mm-hmm. then for whatever reason, adding this grenade to it. Am I wrong to like Plumley? Zach Lowe really makes it seem like we shouldn't like Plumley. But I kinda like Plumley. I think he's a solid uh backup center. Mm-hmm. Just need a guy to catch mm-hmm. lobs and defend at the rim. He's tremendous. His body is humongous. He's in fairly good control. Like when he touches the ball, it's not. There's some centers where like they touch the ball and you're like, uh-oh, anything yep. can happen. Yep. Plumlee seems to be like, all right, he could finish around the rim. Yeah, he shoots his uh, he shoots his free throws with his offhand, but, <laughs> but that but aside, that, <laughs> that aside. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if it was worth Luke Kennard and Reggie Jackson to get those two guys. No, I don't know. I'm, I was, I mean, I was complaining about Reggie Jackson and Bruce Brown last night on the, on the um, Nuggets game. So I don't even know my feelings on Reggie Jackson these days. Bruce but I'll tell you, Bruce Brown, tough basketball player to watch. <laughs> I <laughs> tell you, I was dying out there last night watching Bruce Brown. I bet the Nuggets over, and I was like, this guy dribbles with his wrist. It is clunk, <laughs> clunk, clunk. <laughs> and he shoots his threes are go very high. Very, very off the high. screen high yeah. oh, someone <laughs> off the screen I was like I don't have time to wait for this to come down we are down seven right now <laughs> we gotta win this <laughs> was that the same ball or did you like was this a camera trick where the ball yeah this is like a viral video and this is Kobe jumping ball. over the car yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah do you have the Suns winning the West as well I do have the Suns winning the West I mean I, I honestly don't know how the Suns lose another game this season with that, with that starting five. It's like, un, just watching it, it's like so good. It's so, yeah. they're so good. There was some stat I saw on Twitter. It was like um, mid-range shots, like points per attempt, where it's like mm-hmm. if you're good, you get like a little more than one point per attempt average. That means like, okay. like 50 to 60% of them. It was like 1.1 is like Chris Paul and 1.15 is Devin Booker and like 1.18. Get, 
And then I was like, Kevin Durant is 1.6. Like he right. makes most of them. <laughs> yes, like, they definitely. Shit. <laughs> oh, I would bet. I would bet over 75% from like 12 feet in it. Yes. Like he is crazy. And he always gets the spot and he can always shoot because nobody's seven feet is guarding him. Like it's, yes. it's a prac. It's a layup for him. I don't even know if it was the game winner, but it was down the line <laughs> against the Mavs yeah. where he had like two men draped on him <laughs> going left and he just pulled up and now he was just in the air alone. <laughs> He's always in the air, whether it's a cone or a six foot six inch person. I don't He's see in the you. air alone. Yeah. Yeah. He's alone up there. <laughs> you can't come. You're not invited up here. You're He's... not seven feet tall and you don't shoot from over your head. You're yeah. not allowed up here. High release point, I think it's like at 10 feet. So it's just like at that point, it's just a practice shot. And I've practiced it so much. So much. Dribble, that so it, much. It's going, it looks like a layup. And to have like an automatic bucket in crunch time, yes. the kind of bucket where it's like, just give me the ball and get out of my way. Yes. Or if you double him, it'll go to Devin Booker. Yes. Or if you double him, it'll go to Chris Ball. Like, yes. Very, 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 very hard to defend. And you, and I mean, spoiler, but you bet the Suns a long time ago before they had Durant. I bet them when Kevin Durant was like, I want to go to the Suns. I'm like, okay, great. $250 on the Suns to win the championship. <laughs> like, this you were in Vegas. Like, no, that's Jesse the was perfect. Vegas. Yeah. Oh, you weren't even there? I was not there. I'm like, Jesse, if you're near a sports book, let's just put several hundred dollars. It's like yes. eight to one right now. Respect. Yeah. I'm like, Respect. Because <laughs> if Durant ends up going there, like, let's have a few thousand dollars on the NBA finals. That'll be God. Fun. That's great. I'm so happy for you. You really, <laughs> you really got that one. And also kudos and credit to you. The Lakers were down like 23 points or something, and you put money on them to beat the Mavs. And they yes, did. yes. That, Plus 1,600. I, I think there's a lot of value in NBA games against, yeah. especially the Mavericks, who are just like, we're going to shoot threes every single possession. Yep. And if we make seven of eight, we'll go up 21. And if we'll go 0 for eight, we'll go down 21. Like, mm -hmm. there's such insane variance, specifically with that team that cannot defend and only mm -hmm. shoots threes. Correct. That if you ever see them up 20 to 30, bet the other team plus whatever, 17 and a half, and potentially yeah. to win. They were 16 to one. I'm like, all right, sure, that's worth $10. Lakers, mm -hmm. sure enough, came back. LeBron felt something pop, continued the game for what <laughs> beat the Mavericks, and we'll never see him again. Cool. So congrats on your $160, Amir. You killed LeBron James. I'm like, that was my NBA finals. Now I could focus on other teams. That right. happened. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, it's fun. It's good. It's, it's the league. It's this, this crazy league that we love. Can we wrap it up with this one last question that came from a Twitter, uh, follower? Oh yes, I think please. it's a good one. Yeah. I don't know who these teams are. So if you have the Western conference standings in front of you, it might help guide uh, the conversation just a little, but the question mm -hmm. was which three teams in the West, oh, which three teams aren't at least making play-ins in the West. So which three teams aren't going to have any sort of postseason action coming out of the West? Any three or like teams around that sphere yeah i think we should probably just say like the teams that might surprise us like is it Bo is portland not making the play-in like based on what we've seen from them i or think portland is... will not make the playoffs wow yeah. yeah wow i think lillard is very good and the rest of their team is not they needed cam reddish they needed reddish and they got reddish <laughs> but ultimately he's not necessarily a great number two uh <laughs> new orleans is terrible now i don't know what the fuck happened to new orleans, Dude. So maybe they will make it I was like brushing my teeth last night and like, this is when you know you're thinking too much about the NBA, but I was brushing my teeth last night and I was just like, shouldn't this be Brandon Ingram's time to shine? And he like, is shouldn't Brandon shining. Ingram, he's he, like playing he's so, well. He's yeah, but like not well enough. Obviously. No, not well enough. Yeah. They lose every game. Yes. They lose every, every game. game. And they were like, every they were in first, like four weeks, five weeks into the season. Zion. All Zion. 
I don't know. Good question. <laughs> we didn't I see really enough don't of know. that. Yeah. He he also looks like a heavy set man right now. He's getting a little big. Yeah, he's getting a little big. We can leave that at that. Yeah. Um, you think that the Pels make it? Uh, I would think Utah is out because they're mm-hmm. kind of trying to lose. Right. Uh, Portland either makes it as the 10th seed or doesn't make it at all. Oklahoma mm-hmm. City probably doesn't make it. Really? And then it's it's part of the uh, and then it's it'll be like the Lakers, Clippers, um, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and maybe Portland as yeah. like the 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 four playing teams. Yeah. Honestly, Minnesota is looking pretty good. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, they got to trade Carl Anthony Towns, right? Probably to the Knicks, right? Love that. <laughs> I mean, Let's disrupt gotta, a good thing. Let's, let's just go. like send him to the Knicks. What's the worst <laughs> that can happen? I mean, the Knicks are nine game winning streak. Yeah, is R.J. Barrett. Uh, uh, important slash influential slash huge part of that? Or is he like their seventh best player right now? No, he's important, but he's like not as important. I think people are more quote unquote disappointed with his production, even though it's not warranted or needed in the same way that it may have like three years ago. Like you get drafted after Zion and Ja, and it's like, why aren't you like an MVP candidate every year? And it's like, because I'm not. Like I'm not even close. (laughs) But like he, he's good. He's good. He'll give you 18 a game, you know, and that's cool. That's just what it is. Like Emmanuel quickly, if you want to score, he's going to score more than RJ in the same amount of minutes, you know, like RJ's a big body plays well, definitely has room to grow, but I don't know. I'm not as heartbroken about him as I don't know, other Knicks fans and media members because everyone else is playing so well. It kind of, uh, hides his not necessarily shortcomings, but his lack of, you would think he'd be getting better and better, and he's sort of yeah. Out. I think that we drafted him in hopes that he would be our superstar for years to come, and we now have superstars on our team, and he can just be an above-average role player, and that's totally cool. Tobias Harris style, sure, yeah. And while not getting paid thirty plus million dollars a year, you know, it's he's on like a fine contract, and you know, I wouldn't, I'm not sweating it. I mean, we have we have scorers now. We have we have what we need, yeah. and he's just a complimentary piece. Remember when Jimmy Butler beat the Sixers in the uh, playoffs and he was mm-hmm. like yelling in the tunnel. He's like, you chose Tobias Harris over me. <laughs> he's, a, he's a maniac. <laughs> Anytime he does some shit like that. I always think about this interview with, um, with Kevin Durant, where they were talking about, can any NBA players play in the NFL? <laughs> Do you know this clip? Yeah, Jimmy's like, I honestly think I could be a wide receiver. And then they immediately cut to Durant and they're like, Jimmy thinks that he could be in the NFL. And Durant just looks at the interviewer very serious and stoic and just goes, yeah, but Jimmy's an idiot. <laughs> just like straight up. <laughs> yeah, but Jimmy's an idiot. Jimmy's like, he idiot. wasn't joking. He's like, but Jimmy's an idiot. <laughs> so like, anytime I see him do some crazy chaotic shit on the court, it's like A, charming, and B, I check in with Durant and I'm like, oh yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> he's a very confident idiot. Yeah. He is frustrating <laughs> to play against. Oh, baby. That boy gets to the line. He gets calls. He's just so like... uh He's so solid in like the low post, just like yes. moves, pump fakes, can draw fouls, get fouled, and then mm-hmm. make every free throw. Like 17 he's, of 18 from the line kind of game. He's much stronger than he looks. Yeah. Even though he looks very strong, he's much stronger than that, which is why he probably could be in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's an idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> you chose Tobias Harris over me? It's <laughs> great, though. It's great, though. He knew the cameras were on. And then he, he almost died in the bubble. And then he almost died doing <laughs> what he loves in the bubble. Playing basketball. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was it. We hopped around. 
I'm looking forward to the last 17 games. I feel like the playoffs have already started. Like every Western Conference game has some sort of playoff implications. Everything matters now. 17 games to go. Everything matters now, which means that we will do a new buckets in six months. Can't wait. (laughs) Off season, hot stove. Emergency emergency buckets. (laughs) RJ Barrett's contract extension talk. Emergency buckets. Oh, Uh, and um, the Warriors won the NBA championship again. We forgot. We didn't talk about the Warriors. Are they even good? No. They're another team that, you know, might not necessarily make the playoffs, let alone yep. win a series. Yep, they're not good. And Draymond isn't either. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Uh, okay, that's it. Good work. That's it. Thanks for that's listening. It. Where yep. can people hear more of you? Um, where can people, you know, the No Joke Podcast and, uh, you know, all over HeadGum. You know the game. That's right. Go to HeadGum.com slash Billy. It's every episode he's ever been on. <laughs> Pretty good. That would be I'm cool. Go to- we should do that. I'm going to go to that website as a matter of fact. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon enough. Goodbye, everyone. All right, y'all. Enjoy the games. That was a HeadGum Original.